This is one-on-one's NHL podcast, where we take on the five hottest issues in hockey with three of our NHL beat reporters. It's time to go five on three. Welcome back to five on three alongside Jack Caldwell and making his return, Jackson Heil. I'm Chris Hennessy. Boys, how we doing? I'm great. I'm happy to be Welcome back. Welcome back, bud. It's been a while, man. I mean, <laughs> what I only really missed one episode, right. but like technically, yeah. But listen, Vincent's it's, like it's good to be back. I mean, I'm, Jackson hasn't gotten his Panarin no, jitters out yet uh, on oh, on might, these five uh, on three. Oh, Boys, I got oh, no. I got the oh, Broadway's Breadman shirt oh, on God. right now. Oh man, Jacob Trub is a Ranger too. Oh, God. We talked a lot about that last week. Listen, I'm just excited for competitive hockey. I'm not expecting postseason this year, I and mean, I'll get to that later, but. It's been a it's been too long without competitive hockey, especially when you when you watch a Ranger team growing up that made the playoffs like ten out of eleven years. Yeah, which I was clearly spoiled with. But like, yeah, I was about to say two, with two years <laughs> two years without playoff hockey, two years it's been way hockey, too long. You're crying but about they the were bad. Hockey? They were bad Congrats. throughout the entire season. I mean, we're talking about a team that again, I would agree with Jackson. We'll talk about it more. I don't think they. I see them as sort of a fringe playoff team. I would say against them making the playoffs, but they'll be hanging around. It won't be January where they're way outside and they're just playing for nothing. Uh, I'm against Ranger fans crying about anti-competitive hockey, but it's fine. So we're going to get to that. Oh, and you have a right to be too. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> personally, like, good. I, I, I need it back, okay. especially when you're an <laughs> Orioles fan and you have to watch that for the entire fall. And then the Jets season was over after week one and three quarters, yeah. and now, now the Knicks. So it's like I, I need something to watch. All right. Well, you're going to get it. The Rangers are going to be competitive this season. This episode is the Eastern Conference preview. We're going to go through both divisions, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to miss them. Uh, so let's get started. Let's start in the Metropolitan Division with the Rangers, the Devils, and the Islanders, obviously. Um, a lot of movement, a lot of players being added to the Metropolitan Division. So we'll start with Jackson. Obviously, you're biased towards the Rangers, but who improved the most? Who improved the most? I would say New Jersey. Um, obviously getting Panarin and Truba is obviously huge for the Rangers, but I mean, holistically, I think the Devils adding Subban the way they did, not really giving up anything. Um, you also add in obviously Nikita Gusev, who I think is going to be very good in this. I mean, I could see him easily being a 60 point guy next year. I mean, you look at the way he tore up the KHL. He's got like three of the highest scoring seasons in the KHL history. And he's He's like, like, like Tarasenko. And he's what, like 24, 20 something like that. So, I mean, he's really talented. And and you just look at obviously adding Jack Hughes to the equation as well. I haven't even gotten to him yet. And he's looked like an absolute monster in preseason. He is a monster. Which pains (laughs) me to say, but I think you look at New Jersey, you look at obviously the down year from last year, you're going to get hopefully a full season of health from Taylor Hall. You add in Heischer to the mix, Heischer had some injuries last year too, so I think just you add the upgrades into the equation, and three huge ones obviously like I mentioned, and then you add in health this year with Hall and Heischer hopefully both being fully healthy. I see a potential playoff team in New Jersey, and it's not to say the Rangers didn't improve drastically, but I see a team that has taken... Possibly the next step, especially if they can get Hall locked down to an extension before mm. the preseason. Because Which it looks like they season, might. It, it obviously, it looks like things were coming along, but I think getting him locked down is obviously massive just because it ends any question marks of him leaving after this year. But I, I like what New Jersey did this offseason. 
Yeah, I think New Jersey's a fair pick. Also because of the fact that they were dead last in this division, they were six points behind the Rangers. So even if you were to look at the Rangers and Devils having very similar records, the way that I see them having this upcoming season, I might give the Devs a couple extra points up on the Rangers. But since they were six behind them, I'll say, yeah, they're obviously more improved just by that merit. Um Overall, I think the Devils and Rangers are both two of the most improved teams just generally in hockey. But because of the fact that the Devs finished worse than the Rangers last year, even though they'll be in similar positions, the Devils, that would mean they're more improved. Yeah, I think the Rangers and the Devils are the two most improved teams in hockey, which makes this division even more interesting. The division was close last year, too. Yeah, yeah all five. Was, there were five teams out of five, the division making it. I think it'll be the, the same thing this year. Right, five teams make the playoffs. The Islanders only lose the division by one or two points, I think. They got 103 points last year. Carolina, and Carolina is the team who goes to the Eastern Conference final out of the yep. division. And that, and then Philadelphia now gets a new coach and gets their guy in Kevin Hayes. People also whether for- you think that's their guy or not, but yeah, and and people also forget. I mean, like, I'm I'm not saying the Rangers were competitive, but like the Rangers were in second in the East at Thanksgiving last year, which in the in the Metro. So like, it's and, not well, like it was like the three teams that were out of terrible. that were the no. three teams that didn't make the playoffs were out of it the entire year, like. The Rangers win for for the first half of the season. Obviously, they tanked, but again, they were competitive. Devils had some injury issues. The Flyers, like you mentioned, were t- are always supremely talented. They had obviously their coaching issues, and they got hopefully their front office figured out. But this is going to be a very competitive division. I I hate to say I like what Philadelphia did because I don't, but I think adding Kevin Hayes is a good add, even at that albatross of a contract. Crazy, and and they're they're crazy talented too. Like that, I I had the Flyers making the playoffs last year. I think I had them as even a top three team in the Metro, and I I think with a new coach obviously in there and Elaine Vigneault, who I know me and Jack are very aware of and familiar with. I I think that they can maybe catch some lightning in a bottle, even though I'm not a huge fan of AV, but I. That's a team I can easily see making the playoffs. You could make an argument for every team to make the playoffs in this division, and that's literally all you could ask for as a hockey fan. You could make an argument for every team making the division. You could also make an argument for pretty much any team missing out. Washington, yeah. I think, is the yeah. only team that I would say is as close to a sure thing. 100% agree. But Pittsburgh took a step back. The yeah, Islanders, Castle. you don't know. I mean, Carolinas, they, they barely made it last year, and I think they should be a little bit better this year. But the fact that they did, weren't in until the last game of the season, you can't say. And they just lost Justin Falk exactly. this morning. Now, granted, that trade is pretty even, all things considered. But I don't know. We'll see how that works out. So you can make an argument for any team making it. You could make an argument for any team missing out. It's going to be a really fun year. All right, let's do it. Uh, who do you have making the playoffs out of the East? Four teams, five teams, only three? Are we just talking Metro? Just or Metro. Just, I'm sorry, just Metro. Yeah, just Metro. Um, I, I think it is going to be four or five. I mean, I, I think it's four guaranteed. Yeah. Five. The only reason I hesitate to say five is that you got to remember these teams are going to beat each other up all year. Uh-huh. So that's going to cause some disparity. And you have an Atlantic division that I think has three, obviously the three clear cut with Tampa, Boston, and then Toronto. And then you have a Montreal team that took that step last year and I think is going to continue to get better. I like what they did. Getting Jake Gardner was huge. So I'm going to go with four from the Metro right now. I think Washington for sure. I think uh, after Washington, it gets a little messy. I mean, we we mentioned that. I think it's going to be Washington. I think Carolina is going to be second because you you just look what they do. They're one of the probably the best run team in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Obviously, losing Falk hurts, but again... They just find ways to add, and defensively, they are probably the most deep team in the league. There, I'll say, I'll say Philadelphia after mm-hmm. that, which might be a surprise to some people. But again, I, I think people are forgetting how talented they are, 
And fourth, I'm going to go Pittsburgh, but I could easily see Pittsburgh missing the playoffs this year. And but I, I would Has bet- Crosby missed the playoffs in his career? Maybe right at the beginning. I don't know. I mean, no, I think he was uh, wasn't oh eight his second year on the team. That's when they made the Cup final. Did they make the playoffs in oh seven? Seven. I don't know. I would I'll think they up. did, but yeah. Um, I, I would. I could easily see Pittsburgh missing the playoffs, but I, I would bet on their talent. Oh, they might have missed them the first year when Crosby was playing with Lemieux. Playing with Lemieux. Didn't he in his rookie year? Didn't Lemieux come out of retirement to play with Crosby for one season? I don't know. I'll look it up for you, but. Yeah, no, I think I can definitely see Pittsburgh making the playoffs. I don't have them missing the playoffs. Uh, don't have them missing the playoffs personally because I as, think a, as a fan of the Metropolitan talent. Division, it's hard to bet against Sidney Crosby. Yeah, <laughs> it's really it hard to it bet is. against Sidney Crosby. I, I listen. I, I think those last two spots. I think Carolina and Washington are going to be the two teams that. Those are the two teams I'm confident in betting on making the playoffs. Absolutely. After that, I mean, it's it's really a mess. I mean, I think the Islanders take a step back, but I'm not going to bet against Barry Trotz for what he's done. I mean. Right. The analytics seem to say that they should the Islanders should not be a very good team, no, but they overcame it last year. So uh, I'm I'm not going to bet against that. I could easily see the Devils making the playoffs. I mean, listen, their top six is one of the best in the entire division, and they upgraded significantly on the back end, adding Subban. Really, all comes down to goaltender play for New Jersey. So I could easily see them getting in. Columbus, I think, is going to be competitive, even though they lost so many guys, but. I, I don't know. I, I think with Carter Hart taking a step forward this year, the depth up front for Philadelphia with some of their young guys maybe taking a step forward, adding Kevin Hayes into that process. And then I, I expect them to be much improved defensively too. I, Provorov had a tough year last year. Gostasparo wasn't great. So I, I'm expecting defensively for them to take another step forward, and that's why I have Philadelphia. And, and I mean, you mentioned Hart. Their goaltending has been significantly improved. From the first couple years absolutely. of Gostasparo's career, their goaltending was a train wreck. It was. It absolutely was. And listen, I'm not going to say that I'm a huge believer in Carter Hart. I think he's a good goaltender. Is he one of the best in the league right now? Absolutely not. But He's such a step up from what they had. I mean, people forget at the beginning of last year, it seemed like they used four or five different goalies before they had to go yeah, to Hart because yeah, they just yeah. had a wreck they, of they injuries. Yeah. And I'm sure they didn't want to use him last year, but I think overall for him just to get the experience and get his feet under him, he's too talented to not benefit from that experience in the NHL last year. So I'm going to take Philly in the playoffs. I, again, I could easily see that. They're a team that could finish third. They're a team that could finish last in that division. That's seemingly the case with everyone in this division. So it, it's going to be fun, but those are the four I have. Just for the record, the 2006-2007 Penguins made the playoffs, went 47-24-11, and 11, 105 points. Crosby at 19 years old. Hold on, let me get it up here. <laughs> yeah, look, the Muir retired the season before 30, Crosby. 36 goals, in. 84 assists, 120 points. Uh, he's ni- He was 19 years old. So, so it's quite a season for a 19-year-old. He was good at it's hockey. pretty good, right? He was good at hockey then, too. All right, Jack, what do you got? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Washington and Carolina as my two teams that I would be most likely to put money on to make the playoffs. I'll take out Columbus. I'll take out the Rangers. And the Rangers, I look at, like I said, I think they'll be in it till the end. But what you have to remember is for the first half of the season, when Zuccarello was healthy, you were getting a career year. You were getting a career season out of Kreider, even though he sort of petered out. You were getting career numbers from Hayes when he was on the team. So you take those guys out, you plug in guys like Panarin and Kako. But Kraftsov might be in the AHL. There's some questions about Heedle. This team isn't fully together yet. And so they'll, they'll take a step forward, but I don't think you're going to see them put up 25 more points than they did last season, which is what it might take to make it. So I'm going to take the Rangers out, Columbus, and 
I'll take Pittsburgh out, which by process of elimination leaves me with Washington, Columbus, or excuse me, Washington, Carolina, uh, Philadelphia, and then the Islanders. I go. guess so. There we go. Uh, if it comes down to Islanders and Devils, yeah, it, that last spot comes down to Islanders and Devils, and I would give the Isles the benefit of the doubt because I think both teams have a lot of question marks. The Isles had a best case best case scenario season last year. Um, but the Devils also have a lot of wild cards with their goaltending, with Jack Hughes, with the way that defense is looking. So I would give the Isles the benefit of the doubt because they were there last year. All right, the five teams I have are Washington, Carolina, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and the Rangers. So Washington, Carolina, I think— You, you have the Rangers in the playoffs? I do. That is, that is very ironic. So the two Ranger the fans irony. that have them missing it. Yes, so I know. Right when you said it at the beginning, I, I thought of that. So Washington and Carolina, I think we could all agree, are we all do agree, are going to make the playoffs. I don't have any doubt about it. Carolina proved last year they're an extremely talented team, even though they barely made the playoffs. Uh, and they're they're really well coached. Too I think great. that was a moralizing run for them, too. They'll oh, carry into this year. And I think now, more than ever, that whole locker room is behind Brindamore. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, absolutely. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him up for Jack Adams this year at the end of the year. Um Especially if they make the playoffs and are are the two seed, uh, Pittsburgh. Like I said, it's hard for it's hard for me to go against Sidney Crosby, uh, even though he's now thirty two. Um, he's really good, and they're still yeah, really he is good. Really good. And Matt Murray is still a really talented goaltender. And even though the Islanders beat, did you guys know the Islanders swept the Penguins last year in the playoffs? I, I'm, I'm aware. Um, I happen to be aware of that. <laughs> um, I do still think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, the Islanders. 103 points last year, that is absolutely not attainable this year. I'm not saying they're going to get 103 points. I'm not saying they're going to come in second place. But I do think they're going to make the playoffs solely because I think that this team believes in Barry Trotz, which maybe I'm overrating that a little bit, but now that all of this forward core this forward core is now fully entrenched in the Barry Trotz system, they've had a whole year under their belts where they were really successful, I think that could be really good. I would like to see Barzal and Eberle playing 82 games together. We didn't see that last year, so it, it looks like they're going to. They have all preseason, so we'll see that. And, yeah, I, I'm i kind of digging what the Rangers – I'm buying what the Rangers are selling right now, which is a ridiculous thing for me to say because I don't like the Rangers. But I could see them making the playoffs. They're a really talented offensive team. Their defense is still suspect. Their goaltending still – Adam Fox has looked really good. Yeah, he's, re, he's a really talented player. That was a huge pickup, uh, Adam Fox from Harvard. But – the Hank's durability scares me. All three teams, it comes down to the goaltending. Absolutely. If Schneider's not Schneider, which he wasn't last year, Devils aren't making the playoffs. If Semyon Varlamov is, or however you say yeah. his last name, is it Varlamov, Varlamov. It's, it's Varlamov. We're calling it Varlamov. All right. All right, the official pronunciation. If he's Varlamov and Thomas Grice isn't like supreme, that team isn't making the playoffs. Right. And Lundquist, I think, is going to have a much better season than last year. All the reports have been that his head was just not in the right place last season with the way the team was going. Fine, but, but he's in his mid thirties. He's bought in, but he 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 hardly played the second half of last season. I mean, it's all not the same as Le'Veon Bell, but it's a similar principle where he had a lot of time to rest and reset. I I actually disagree with the questions on the goaltending for the Rangers and Islanders. I think the Islanders goaltending are going to be fine because especially. With a timeshare, Thomas Grice is going to be fine in that role. But we is it going to be well, Georgiev, Georgiev was great as a backup, but, and then you also have Shesterkin, who'll start in the AHL. Um, he can yeah. get some starts. I'm not worried about the Rangers goaltending. Lundqvist is going to be fine. Lundqvist was one of the best goalies in the league in the first half of last year. I mean, he was the reason they were in a playoff spot yeah. for a while, and the year before that, he was the reason that they weren't the worst team in the league. Um, and 
your give, like you mentioned, if something happens to Lundqvist, more than confident in him to step in. Islanders, listen, they Robin Leonard should have been back, and I'm fully on that train. But I think in a timeshare with Varlamov and Grice, you're not asking too much out of either. We I, saw what Grice did last year in a timeshare. I, I mean, know. he was one of the best goalies he's in the league. One of the best goalies in the entire league. But I don't think it's going to be as much of a timeshare this year because they're going to get to November 1st and realize that Varlamov is terrible because he is terrible. I, to a degree, yes. But at the same time, Thomas Grice at the same time, games. you can't do there's, it. There's a reason that Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice were both so good last year and because Barry Trotz's system... You're not allowing a ton of quality chances. The Islanders were one of the best teams last year in and limiting that's quality gonna, that's chances. All, that's that's, that's the scoring. X factor, and that, that's really the X factor. Because if that can happen, then the Islanders are going to be fine. As the long Islanders as that stays the two same, games. That, they are that can happen. Games. And their defensive core is going to be the same, if not better, than last year. Because you're looking at a Noah Dobson who is 19 years old. But can I make a comment on this real quick? Yeah, go. It is so terrible how he can't play in the AHL it's this year. That's such that a terrible rule. I, I didn't even. I, I'm not. I was. I did not realize that was even a rule I don't until know, last night. Do you know what the contract I have is? Not, I, have I have no, no idea. idea. It must be something with junior players who are playing in junior so, leagues so before, those, it makes no sense. So for those who don't know, Noah Dobson's a 19-year-old defensive prospect for the Islanders. This kid is a stud. And he's been playing really well in the preseason, but for some reason he cannot play for Bridgeport this year. He either has to play for the New York Islanders or for his team back in the Quebec Major Junior League, which Barry Trotz has been quoted on saying he isn't developing the way he wants him to in Quebec because he's just better than everybody else. So he kind of has to, like, it's ridiculous to say a 19-year-old has to be on the team, but he kind of has to be on the Islanders next week. Here's my thing, though. I I think it's actually best for him to be on the team anyway. I don't don't think he should be playing in the AHL as it is. I I think watching the Rangers the last... I think he would be in the NHL, though. I think he should be in the opportunity. You you think he would I be in the if, AHL? I think he would absolutely be in the AHL because you have contracts in Boychuk and Letty that are really hard to put on the bench. He's just got to get minutes though in the NHL. Yeah, he if just he's has, on the he's NHL. You can't tell me he's getting five minutes a exactly. game. I mean, you can't you can't tell me though that Noah Dobson is a worse option than Johnny Boychuk no, right now. He's not. He's not. But the Islanders, it's the Johnny Boychuk contract is hurting. I'm not. Them right I'm now. not saying he's hurting them right now. I'm not saying that they necessarily. Wouldn't play him, and I think Lemieux tried to trade Letty this offseason too. I, I think that Dobson should be playing over Boychuk, and that's what would be not only best for Dobson because Dobson should be getting NHL minutes, but it would be best for the Islanders too. Because yes. like we saw, Dobson Dobson's good. So last night the Islanders played the Rangers. The Rangers won three one, three one. Yes, yeah. Lundqvist um, looked awesome Lundqvist in that game. Yeah, Panarin um, did. So the six defensemen were Letty, Dobson, Mayfield, Pulak, Pelic, and Taze. So that could very well be the sixth defenseman that the mm-hmm. Islanders trot out on the fourth against the Capitals, and I wouldn't complain. That's how it should be. That's how it should too. be. So now like Boy- that that so now should be. Boy- but now, but Johnny Boychuk and Thomas Hickey are two NHL-grade defensemen, and this is a team without good offensive production. So why aren't they taking, because eight defensemen too many. So mm-hmm. why aren't they trying to flip this for, pro- like, I don't understand. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would bet that, I mean, listen, that Boychuk contract's not getting traded. No, I know. Let, and the Letty contract, there first and the reason foremost. Nick Letty's still on the Islanders is because his contract can't get traded. Yeah, That's the which is crazy to think after he signed that, what, when he was 23 years old when he signed that contract, too, which is pretty crazy because, I mean, the, he was viewed as one of him a young and up-and-coming star defensively. And, and he was that, really good for the Islanders that just for hasn't been the three case. or four years, but last, last year was not good. Um, him and... <laughs> It wasn't. It just wasn't good. <laughs> no, I just, just like the way, the way you said it. <laughs> Last year was not good. It was not good. Last year um, was not good. So it was a seven-year, $38.5 million contract. Him and um, Johnny Boychuk signed it on the same day yep. in 2014, I want to say. So he's on, through, on, under contract through 21. 
Yeah, his first his first season was 2015-2016. So I mean, we all knew one of those deals was going to be catastrophic. I didn't both, think both I did not them. think the Letty deal would be as bad as it has been, but I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's catastrophic. I just think that it's, I'm not it's, I'm not even saying it's catastrophic. The Islanders but, have worse deals on their hands. Oh, absolutely. They have the Andrew Ladd deal, which is one of the worst deals in the NHL. All right. That's the Metropolitan Division. It is wide open, and we might listen back to this in six months and laugh at ourselves because we got all five wrong. That is very possible in this division. Not only should possible, we go four for each, probably. just to make it fair. Four for we, each. We each picked four teams. Out all right, of then the... I'll take the Rangers out because I got them in fifth. No, okay. you could, no, it doesn't matter. All right, but that those are I, I got to pick eight teams to make the playoffs. Those are my five from let's the Mets. Let's move on to you. All right, let's move on. Let's go. All right, Atlantic. So pretty easy. Tampa, Boston, Toronto in that order. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think without a doubt there. I mean. I think you can make an argument for Boston to be the best team in the division, personally. I think there's an argument to me. I wouldn't make it, but right. I think there's an argument to be made there with their talent. I mean, we're talking about a team that was one game away from winning another Stanley Cup last mm-hmm. year. Uh, but Tampa's too talented to lose the division. And it's funny how Tampa team, no, excuse me, players keep making discounts for Tampa Bay. Thinking they're a Stanley yeah, Cup. Can we talk about qualifier? this Braden Point contract for a second? Oh, terrible! Yeah, well, so terrible for Point. I don't know why. Ah, it, they talk about I mean, the, the income tax. Oh, it's just, it's so frustrating. So, I was texting Chris yesterday. Yeah, Jack, they should Jack almost actually, adjust the cap based yeah. on the income tax. Uh, in that the, would, in that the would state. be for every sport and not just the Tampa Bay Lightning, though. Was my point? Is that that would happen for every sport because yeah. every sport doesn't have this. Well, why are the Lightning the only team in all of sports that seems to get quote unquote benefits from? Not having an income tax. So, for, uh, just for the record, three-year, $20.25 million contract, six and three-quarters mil per season. Uh, that was signed just the other day. Braden Point was an RFA. How did no one Monday. offer sheet for more than that? Because I mean, the offer sheet system is garbage. I mean, talked Ma- about it last Ma- year. Matt Kachuk got more money than, than Point did, which is crazy. Wait, that's crazy, Which is town. crazy. That's crazy, town. I mean, if Braden Point's a top five center in the league. If you offer sheeted for $7 million a year... I don't think you lose that much. It wasn't until you started to get into like nine where you're talking it about first yeah, round picks. It wasn't until you got into Marner money that you started talking about like yeah. three first round picks or whatever it was. But but that's worth it for Braden Point. Exactly. If that's what I'm saying. How did no one? I think deal. that teams really thought that it was going to take ten but or the eleven thing million is it, a year. It's, it's I I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the player. It's more on the player than anything because if the player searching for a long term deal, then I think he could have gone elsewhere and gotten an offer like that. Yeah, but absolutely. He wants a short term contract for now to basically sign a bigger one later. But the problem with that is he's basically costing himself money now because he should be making what? He should be making he's making seven, not, right nine now. million dollars this year, yeah. realistically, for I mean, what he's worth. Tavares made eleven in t- t- Toronto, so you think he's yeah, a little bit below these, that. These, so, yeah, te- these teams get away with these sh- these short term RFA deals at the- cheap value and then they just let them go afterwards. Right. And to- then the player makes a ton of money. They, us- the they usually do. I-, I think that's going to change going forward because, I mean, just from that one off season where it was like Lucic, Andrew Ladd, uh, Andrew Louis Erickson. Uh, well, I think I these, go- these one-to-two-year yeah, yeah, yeah. RFA bridge about. deals, that's when they should be cut off. They shouldn't be able to make a one-to-two-year RFA bridge deal. I well, think they're that's all when three-year they- bridge deals. That's well, it, it de- oh, it doesn't it depend upon the player in the years of service? Like the Rangers have been going with a lot of one-to-two-year RFA deals. Like right. with Buchnevich. right? Well, that that's how players should. I mean, players should not eliminate any of their UFA years whatsoever. I mean, right. yeah, that, 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 exactly. That, right, because if, if you should just yeah. go become a UFA right. then if you're just this taking gets them, one year this off. This gets them to a UFA. By the way, Matt Barzal is going to sign the same exact contract next yeah. year. Yeah, in all likelihood, and, and he's he, going to be and a, he'll be getting significantly underpaid. Right, he's going to be a UFA at twenty five. 
20, the, the league yeah, loves underpaying kids when they're young, when they're but really good. Barzal's going to be a UFA at 25. overpaying yeah. so people when they get old. That's not, crazy. It's not bad for Matt Barzal because he's going to get paid at 25 years old, whether it's by the, God bless, please be by the Islanders. But whether it's by the Islanders or not, he's going to get paid at 25 years old. Anyways, back to the Atlantic. Metropolitan Division. Uh, the Atlantic Division, yes. sorry. So you're saying Boston maybe. I think Boston's going to take a run at Tampa. I mean. Listen, I mean, all three of those teams are, you could argue they're the best three teams in the league, to be quite honest. Yep. Um, I'm not going to say that's the case, but you you can make an argument for it. Um, I think Tampa Bay's too talented, though, to lose the Atlantic this year. Um, I mean, you look at, they didn't really lose anyone. You got Braden Point back. You add Shattenkirk, which I think is going to be a great fit for them, especially yeah, when that's he's where he kind ended of. Up, Tampa Bay? Yeah. I missed that. One, well, he's going to just year, be like this. He's going to be what Girardi was for them last year. When Girardi played, he was very good for Tampa. And obviously in a different role because exactly. you, you think Shattenkirk's going to get power play time with the, what, three of the best forwards in the world. And, I mean, he's going to be a point machine. Point, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're, you could put him right alongside Hedman and you're <laughs> in great shape. I mean, talk about finding a great replacement for Anton Strahlman. That's exactly what Shattenkirk is, even though we struggle with the Rangers in his two years there. But. I think from top to bottom, you got the goaltending, obviously. Defensively, they're strong, even though they've kind of lost some pieces, and they have probably the best forward depth in the entire NHL. So I think Tampa, again, is the team to beat in this division and the team to beat in the NHL. Still crazy how Columbus swept them. I don't think it's anyone so will know wild. how that happened, nope. but it did, and you got to think this team is coming out with a fire that we've never seen before. Yeah, I, I think that Tampa Bay is coming out this year with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove, and, and they might they might roll over people on their on yeah. their way to to uh, another President's Trophy. I, I think there's no way Boston and Toronto catch up to them, and that's not to say they're both not talented teams. They clearly are. I still have I still have questions about Toronto's defense and goaltending, and I still will until mm-hmm. Cody until Cody CC isn't the answer because <laughs> he's not the answer. Um, but obviously Boston's a supremely talented team, and retaining Charlie McAvoy on another cheap RFA bridge deal um, is huge for them. And, yeah, I think Tampa's going to roll in this division. Yeah, I would say Tampa 1, Boston 2, Toronto 3 just again. You can make an argument that it won't be as much of a disparity, a 21-point disparity between Tampa and Boston, but, I mean, Boston had 107 points last year. <laughs> That's a lot. Wait, like, Boston had 107 points and, and lost the division the by 10 and, and a half games. Yeah, so you could say, okay, well, maybe there'll be less of a disparity, but Boston puts up 107 points and uh, Tampa puts up 125. It's still not going to be close, and both teams are still going to go into the playoffs very happy. Um, I'm going to pick Montreal as my fourth team, but, I mean, Florida's getting – It'll be interesting with Joel Quinneville there now, yeah. what they and Bobrovsky too. Bobrovsky. But I mean, they missed out on Panarin. They missed out on a couple of guys that I don't think they exactly came away with the haul that they were hoping for. But they're they're not going to be pushovers. They finished with eighty six points last season. And that could actually be a fourth place. I could see Florida and Montreal. Don't forget Buffalo, being much closer. Man. Don't forget Buffalo. Buffalo, that's true. I will consistently sleep on Buffalo. <laughs> well, <laughs> they will, they always underperform. Snooze. That's why they always underperform if after they, Christmas. I'm not going to deny that. If but. they if that was any other franchise with the same exact players coaching everything, I would say okay, maybe. But it's Buffalo. They always underperform when they have the opportunity they, they to were do good so. The first... they, won like, they won like 17 straight games last year yeah. and got blown away in that division. They weren't even close to making the playoffs. I know that their second half was legitimately putrid last year. It was terrible. And I don't necessarily know that they made enough additions in the offseason to 
they, they basically have themselves. the same team. They basically have the same team, except they just re-signed Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Who was really talented for they the last Jimmy year. VC, they added Jimmy VC. That's, that's right. right. But they added Brandon Jimmy Montour. Jimmy VC isn't going to be a, a, a needle well, you, mover. I mean, you guys hate Jimmy VC, but <laughs> I wanted them on I the Islanders. I wouldn't say I hate him. I don't think he's great. I wanted them on the but, Islanders coming out of Harvard, but. Yeah, he's a fine third-line wing. Yeah, I think Montreal he's a Buffalo. Passenger. That's all he is. Montreal, yeah. Florida, Buffalo is a is a pretty solid middle three there, but I don't think any of them are going to make the playoffs. I think Montreal is going to make the playoffs. I I think they they get a better year from Carey Price this year. Obviously, full year health from Shea Weber is huge, and I, I think their forwards continue to take the next year, step. Can you rely on a full year of health from Shea Weber at this point? No, but I would hope they. I, I'm I'm saying I'm not going to say they're going to get full year, but I think defensively they're pretty strong. Um, would have been really interesting if Carolina didn't match that Aho offer sheet, but that was yeah, a no, that was a no brainer. Yeah, that was a dumb offer sheet, honestly. What was it again? It was like five years, eight point four five. Yeah, per, it was about that. I want to say, um, that, but that's a no brainer to match. I mean, Carolina obviously has their issues in terms because I know that contract is very front loaded, and that would have been the only reason that Dundon wouldn't have matched it. But five years, they did within twenty four hours. Sorry, five years, forty two mil. Yeah, so that. That's about right. Yeah, it was like eight million per, a little yeah. over. Yeah. Um, but I I like where Montreal is at. I also wouldn't bet on Claude Julian to miss the playoffs three years in a row. He's too good of a coach for mm-hmm. that to happen, and he's got a really talented roster this year. Max Domi was obviously incredible last year. I think Jonathan Juin is finally getting comfortable there mm-hmm. in Montreal. I th- I think their top six is really good. I, I really do. I think Kakaniemi was very strong last year and what how he much showed. They hated him when he got drafted. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I was I was loving that they took him that early, but like hey, I mean good it was that was a decent pick by Bergevin. Kakaniemi looked pretty good last year and he was pretty NHL ready. Um but I, I I like the spot Montreal's at top to bottom they have depth. Brendan Gallagher's one of my favorite players in the NHL yep. and I the their their big thing is obviously getting Carey Price back to being Carey Price, and I think he showed s- signs of that last year, especially in the second half, um, which is why they came so close to making the playoffs. But I, I think that we're going to see Price start to get more comfortable again in himself, and that's going to be huge for them going forward. I and they honestly should have made the playoffs last year. I mean, when having ninety six points and missing the playoffs is a tough go. And missed by what one point to Carolina yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, who ended up going to the conference finals. Right. So. Uh, I'm I'm a believer in Montreal. And I think they're going to make the playoffs this year as that fourth and wild card team. The only reason I'm not really buying Montreal is their defensive core is not great. Shea Weber, Carl Alsner, and then a whole bunch of kind of Alsner's terrible. Alsner's I mean, not even that good anymore. Jeff Petrie, Mike Riley, Ben Cherry, like that's not great. They do have Keith Kincaid now, who's a little bit more of a serviceable backup than they've had mm-hmm. in the past for Carey Price because Carey Price is known to get hurt. Yep, he's known to have. These, inju- these injuries and, and whatever else. But I'm not necessarily sleeping on Montreal, but I do think that the Rangers are going to have a better season than them. And that's what it's going to come down to in the wild card because if you're fair. if you're in Atlanta, Do you Division see Montreal team, taking a step back from 96 necess- points, though? Uh, I don't know if I see the Rangers getting 96. I mean, I could see them getting 92 or so, and right. it's not that big of a difference. It's but like, yeah, that's I mean, 96, I've, yeah. I mm. It, it's tough. It, it's close. And if you're a metro, uh, excuse me, an Atlanta Division team that isn't one of those top three, I mean, basically Montreal, the Sabers, or the Panthers, you're looking at the Rangers and the Islanders, and um, Pittsburgh, and all these and other the Devils teams, and the Devils. That's who your. That's basically who your division opponents are because those three teams are so much further, far and away better than. Although Montreal, than Montreal. only was behind Toronto by, by five four. points or whatever it was. Yeah, but. You gotta I think, think Toronto will get their act together, together and go. But Tor- it's, Toronto, been a, it's been a bit of a turbulent couple Toronto weeks. Toronto was a hot mess express at the end of the <laughs> yeah. last year. They were they were a trade wreck, and and then they lost in the first round. But yeah, 
Montreal, that wild card race is going to be so interesting because Montreal is a talented team. I'm, I'm not denying that, but I think that the Islanders and the Rangers are just better teams, and they're going to make the playoffs. It, it, wouldn't it be wild if they had eight? Well, they had eight teams at 100 points last year. It right? wasn't so Carolina was at 97 in the playoffs last year, so they're going to have eight teams at 100 points potentially in the playoffs this year. That's crazy. I, I don't Maybe think they'll get no, eight hundred. I, I can't see that. But um, I mean, I think Carolina is going to be in. I don't, Carolina might have a hundred points this year. Honestly, I think they probably will. Yeah. Um, well, they basically did last year. It's going to. It's it's really. It comes down to how much the teams in the Metro are going to beat up each other. I think that's really what it comes down to in terms of teams with playoff points. Because I mean, you could see easily see a, a fifth seed like Flyers team. With 91 points making the playoffs just because right. everyone in the division beats each other up. And then the Devils finishing last with like 84 points. Well, that's the problem. Like that. There's no pushover in the Metro. The Atlantic, they have, they have Ottawa. They're, they're not going to be a pushover, though. I don't. They're not yeah. the Miami Dolphins. No, they're not. And they're not as bad as Ottawa. But they might. Ottawa and, to an extent, Detroit are both going to be pushovers in the Atlantic. Right. No, 100%. And you don't have teams anywhere near as bad as those teams look no, in the all. Metro. Those are the two worst teams in the Eastern Conference by miles. Yes. By miles. They're going to be so they 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 have what is that? It's four games yeah. against each of those opponents. That's eight games for the other Atlantic teams where they should go seven and one, right? And it's only four games combined for the Metropolitan Division. Yep. Teams. So there's four games that uh, they don't have on each other. So that's what we think about the divisions. Who do you like out of the Eastern Conference, Jackson? How can you not say Tampa Bay yeah. after last year? That's exactly um, what we all said though <laughs> going into the playoffs, going into the playoffs last, last year. Last year it, it, it's Bay. true. But I mean, how can you pick against them? I can't. I, I no, don't. Can't. I don't get how you pick against them. There's there's no like realistic way. There's no real way to justify picking against them. Yeah, not at this that, point. That, that's, I think we all. That's have to where take I'm Tampa. at with Tampa Bay because they're clearly the most talented in, in the league. They're clearly the most deep in the league. Uh, I I just don't see how you pick against them. If, if there's a team outside of that that could be a sleeper coming out of the East, I really like Carolina. Mm-hmm. I, I know they went to the conference finals last year, but I mean, second year with Brindamore. You have those guys really buying in, especially at the end of last year. Andre Sveshnikov, I think, could be a 70-point guy next year and a 40-goal score stepping up. Um, I, I really like where Carolina's at. They're going to have some contributions from young guys. I think Martin Neches finally getting a full year, hopefully, in Carolina could be a difference maker. And defensively, they're one of the strongest in the entire league. So I, I think Carolina's a sleeper, but I don't think you can. I don't think you could pick against Tampa Bay. Obviously, Boston's good. Toronto, I won't buy until they win a first round series, and I, I don't think they ever will at no. this point. But and they're they're victims of the playoff system. Yeah. Toronto, they're going to play Boston again in the first round. Anytime you get roasted, go anytime games. you get roasted by the Baltimore Orioles, you're in trouble. <laughs> that was funny. So um, no, but I you can't not pick Tampa Bay because um, the reality of it is, look, I know they got swept by Columbus last year, but forget about that for a second. They're going to come out of the first round and they're going to play against either Toronto. Or Boston, who, while, yeah, they're a great team, just played a tough seven-game series against the same team three years in a row, who they absolutely hate. And that's just, it's, I feel like it's an easy ride to the Eastern Conference Final. And I know I probably said that exact same sentence last year in, in, in April, and I looked like an idiot when they lost four straight games, but I, it's really hard to pick against Tampa Bay. Yeah, that, I mean, I said the same exact yeah. thing. We can't pick against Tampa Bay. The playoff system is totally dumb, and... Yeah. I wonder when that'll ever be fixed. Like, what is that? A, 
can the players bring that up as a players association? I know they if extended so, another three years. If they're so against but it. But I, I don't think. Could. And so, what other reason is the NHL not making that change? That's what I've been wondering. I have no idea. I mean, besides the it fans seems like don't like everybody, it, I don't have no idea. Everybody is against it. Right, unless the players absolutely hate it, I don't think they're going to change it. Unless the owners hate it, I should say. But you would think know. that that would be something that the Toronto owners would yeah. want to bring up, and I, I, would, I feel like teams would want to buy into that. I would think Mike Babcock and Brendan Shanahan should be knocking on the door in yeah. the NHL offices because they're playing Boston. I mean, I know it's October, but they're most likely playing Boston for a third straight year in the playoffs, and Boston's a really talented team, and Toronto's just trying to put together something to win a cup. You would just hate to see the years. Leafs losing the first round. Again. I mean, you would. You would, you would just. <laughs> yeah. You would just hate to see <laughs> hate that. To see All right, so that's our Eastern Conference. Preview, we all have Tampa going to the Stanley Cup. Surprise, surprise. We'll tune in next week for our Western Conference preview. And next week at this time, gentlemen, we will be sitting here, and it will be opening day of the NHL Let's season. Let's go. So I am excited. We will talk to you then. Till next time, for Jackson Heil and Jack Caldwell, I'm Chris Hennessy.